Greetings to each of you this morning. Thank you all for coming out. I want to greet you with uh, the verses in Second Peter 1. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. I greet you in the precious name of Jesus. That grace, that unmerited favor of God that has been given to us through Jesus Christ. The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, that we may live soberly and righteously and godly in this present evil world. Grace is an amazing thing. Uh, If you want, you can turn with me this morning to Romans 5. I was going to share some thoughts on Romans 5. As we talk about this, I, I want to I tell you all that my, it seems like my understanding is so limited in my knowledge of God, but I want to I press on. I want to know more. I, wa- I want more of what God has for me. Uh, I'm going to start reading in Romans 5, verse 12, and share some thoughts. Romans 5, starting in verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and death passed upon all men, that all have sinned. I read those verses yesterday as I was thinking about what I wanted to share. And if you remember or forget every word that I have told you today or what I have shared with you, I want to inscribe upon our hearts a greater reverence. We comment often on God being holy. God is holy. I read those verses and I was thinking by one man, sin came into this world. One transgression, God said, Death passed upon all men. Separation from God. God. God is holy. God is separate from sin. There, God, it, it gave me a greater reverence. I know I almost, it almost took my breath when I thought of God. One sin. Adam transgressed God's law. Adam disobeyed God. And death passed upon the human race. The human race. Uh, God is holy. God has no part with sin. And I, I, I want to I see that in a greater way as I get older in my life. That God is holy. God is just. He has no part with unrighteousness. If God is holy and God is just, He loves holiness and He loves righteousness. He must hate unholiness and unrighteousness. He must. <clears throat> uh, to read on, for until the law, 
sin was in the world. And I was just going to share through this uh, how there's, there's four different things that I wanted to talk to is how sin came into the world and its effect on us. How sin came into the world and how it affected the human race, how it affects us, and how righteousness, if we read on into Romans 5, how righteousness came into the world and how it affects us today. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. I don't know if I fully understand that verse. Uh, I wrote down on the word impute, it says, ascribe righteousness or guilt to someone by virtue of another. That sin was imputed unto mankind, I believe, because of Adam. The The whole human race Sin come under condemnation because of a transgression. But if we read on, there's another aspect to to righteousness being imputed to us as well. And praise the Lord for that. The, The word impute, it says ascribe righteousness or guilt to someone by virtue of another. It's inherited. Right? We could say that. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is the figure of him that was to come? But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if the offense of one, many be dead. <clears throat> Much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that had sinned, that sinned is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift... It is of many offenses unto justification. And as we read through these scriptures, as I share today, I want to title this message, Where Sin Abounded, Grace Did Much More Abound. And we will read that verse. But I want everyone to know that this, the way I understand this scripture, this, these, these scriptures, there is so much freedom. There is so much uh, it is always sin, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Where, where, where there was sin, God, there's so much, there's so much grace for us today. But can we, should we sin that grace abounds? No. God forbid. God forbid. <clears throat> and not as it was by one that had sinned, so was the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. 
death reigned. We was born in unrighteousness. <clears throat> born in born with the, the, the sin nature. <clears throat> Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. I don't know why sometimes there's a, there's a, there's a, it seems like it's worded different. I believe all were made sinners by the one man's disobedience. It says, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That is, sin hath reigned unto death. Even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I would like to pray. <clears throat> our Father in heaven, I bow before you this morning, Lord. Would you... Would you give me a word, Father, to help express my heart as I read through your word here, Father, that those who hear may hear from you, Father, that your word would be shared here in truth, Father. The motives of my heart, the meditations of my heart, and the words of my mouth, Lord, that they would be acceptable to you, Father, open up your word here that we may be encouraged, that we may, that we may re- receive edification, that we may receive uh, rebuke or whatever you have for us, Father. Direction. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> I was thinking about the heart of God some and when I ain't going to go back to Genesis to the fall of man but as we read through Romans 5 here there's a likeness that is used in the scripture to Adam and Christ and I believe the only reason it is used is because by one sin man became a sinner. All human race became a sinner. And by one offering through Jesus Christ, God was pleased. It only took one offering. And I believe that's the only likeness that I can, that's the only understanding that I see here between Adam and Jesus. That by one act, there was, by one act in each of their lives, there was great, there was great consequences, correct? By one act, in Adam's life, man became sinful. By one offering, the offering of Jesus Christ, one offering, there was righteousness for man. <clears throat> you 
And you know, I can, I can hardly imagine the heart of God as, I re- as we read through this, as he created man perfectly in his image and man failed him. Have you ever, I'm sure we all have, sometimes someone we really appreciate, maybe we look up to and they let us down. And you know, we can get a, a, a bit of God's heart in that, you know, that it almost, you can't believe this person did this. And I don't know, I, I, I would believe that God knew that man was going to fall. I would believe that. But it still had to be such a hurt for God when Adam disobeyed that God had to separate. God had to cast him out of the garden because God is separate from sin. <clears throat> we are without choice. Born sinners. We are without choice. Born sinners. We, but we are not made righteous without choice. Correct? We have no choice in what we were born into. But there must be a choice made to become become righteous before God. Grace doesn't automatically come upon mankind. It's there for our reception. But... We are, God said he has reconciled us unto himself through the death of his son. But he says, be ye reconciled to God. Can we rightfully say all sin is a result of Adam's transgression? I believe I believe it is. And you know, we can't justify our ungodliness, but by one sin, the scripture is very clear here, by one sin, all received the nature of Adam, the natural man, all have sinned. The much wickedness, as we look back, you know, through the centuries, through the ages past, at the darkness of sin we think of the great wickedness as we look back over history as we think of I was thinking of a a scripture of a a biblical figure uh, it was uh, I think it was Achan that stole that there was absolutely no mercy Uh, there was no mercy for sin uh, God, God had his whole household in him stoned. There was no mercy. You look back over, over the centuries and ages of the many terrible acts and crimes and murders and killings over the years and then the darkness of sin in our own life before our conversion, the darkness that we all walked in. It was because we have the nature of Adam in our lives. The the first nature it's talking about here that by one man's offense death reigned. We were born with that with that 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 spirit the spirit of Adam, the, the, the natural mind, we were born with that. We had no choice in that. And that was an effect in our life. <clears throat> the darkness of sin in our own life in our short time here. 
I was going to read in Ezekiel 18. If you want to turn with me there, uh, you can. Ezekiel 18. It talks about the righteousness of God. Maybe many of know that chapter. <clears throat> Ezekiel 18, starting in verse 20. I just want us to get a good glimpse, and I know we most of us know this, of the, 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 the fallen nature that by one sin, man was separated from God. Man had, had to return to God or be lost forever. <clears throat> starting in verse 20, it says, The soul that sinneth it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall, shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. But if the wicked will turn from his sins that he hath committed, and keep all my statutes, and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. All his transgressions that he hath committed they shall not be mentioned unto him in his righteousness that he hath done. He shall live. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, saith the Lord God, and not that he should return from his ways and live? But when the righteous is talking about uh, a soul that dies, then has not turned from from his wickedness, he says, Have I any pleasure at all in that wicked that the wicked should die? saith the Lord God. I don't believe he does. The Lord taketh no pleasure in the death of the wicked. On down it says, But when the righteous turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and doeth according to all the abominations that the wicked men doeth, shall he live. All his righteousness that he hath done shall not be mentioned. In his trespass that he hath trespassed, and his sin that he has sinned, in them he shall die. It's a strong verse. You know, all the right, you know, I'm, if, if I have done many righteous deeds and many things that the Lord knows I have done righteously, and I turn from that and turn to sin, is that going to, it will have no benefit. It has no benefit in my life. He says, All his righteousness that he hath done should not be mentioned. In his trespass that he hath trespassed, and in his sin that he has sinned, in them he shall die. <clears throat> Yet ye say the way of the Lord is not equal. He's talking to his people. He's talking to the house of Israel, I think. He says, Yet ye say the way of the Lord is not equal. Hear now, O house of Israel, is not my way equal? Are not your ways unequal? <clears throat> What a righteous man, when a righteous man turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and dieth in them for his iniquity that he hath done, shall he die. Again, when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness that he hath committed and doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive. <clears throat> Because he considereth and turneth away from all his transgressions that he hath committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. God is so righteous. 
God knows our lives. God knows the motives of our heart. He knows why we do what we do. Most importantly, correct? We can put on a big act in front of people, in front of, you know, in this life. But God knows the reason why I do what I do. God knows that. Yet saith the house of Israel, the way of the Lord is not equal. Do we disagree with God? God is equal. God is just. O house of Israel, are not my ways equal? Are not your ways unequal? The heading of my Bible says here, repent and live. Therefore will I judge you, O house of Israel, every man, every one, according to his ways, saith the Lord God. Repent. And turn yourselves from all your transgressions, so iniquity should not be your ruin. Cast away from you all your transgressions, whereby ye have transgressed, and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? It's the cry of God. Never in God's, I don't believe, never has God looked upon man without redemption in his heart. God has always wanted man. The heart of God was always for man to turn back to him. <clears throat> Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. Romans 6, verse 23 says, The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's a verse in Deuteronomy 30 that I was going to read. It's a cry uh, from God's heart that men turn back to him. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 <clears throat> He says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that thou and thy seed may live. That's the heart of God. Choose life today that thou and thy seed may live. <clears throat> To go on, uh, I was, was the, the, the main part of the message that I was, I, was, I was wanting to express is the difference, the one act of sin that God, that happened, and God separated man from himself, and then the one act of righteousness, but I was just going to read some other verses through here, how we get right with God if we have turned away or if we have never come unto the Lord, I think we'd be foolish when we share the gospel, not just to think that everyone that we are speaking to is a believer. I think we'd be foolish to believe that. Because I don't think everyone in this room knows the Lord. And I say that very, very cautiously. But I want to speak to you if you don't know the Lord today. There is a way. We have sinned. There is a way to, to come to the Lord. If we turn to Ephesians uh, I want to read a couple of verses on that. Ephesians 2. We were all dead in sin and trespasses. 
in a very familiar verses, Ephesians 2. It says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past. It's all inclusive. God, we just read that by one sin, death, separation from God came upon all man, that we were born with the same nature as Adam, and we need to return to God. <clears throat> Among all whom all we all had a conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the, the flesh and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he hath loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. That in the ages to come, he might shew the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ." being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. I was thinking about the, <clears throat> the fall of man way back in the garden. Man sinned against God. And upon that sin, there was a promise. Jesus said, he cursed the, the enemy. He said that your, your head shall be, you shall, you shall, it meant that he shall, he shall affect the Lord, but the Lord shall, shall smash his head. I don't know how it says it, but there was victory promised. There was always hope for people if they wanted, if they was they was looking to the Lord, that there was a promise given. Man fell, and God gave them a promise. <clears throat> uh, verse eighteen says, "Therefore, by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men, to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all." Men unto justification of life. And I believe, I know I shared this. We are without choice born sinners, but we are not made righteous without choice, I believe. It says that righteousness, the obedience of one. It says 
the free gift come upon all men. I believe the free gift is upon all men, but man has to choose. It's not automatically that we become righteous before God. We need to make that choice. We don't have to choose to be sinners. We are born sinners. I believe is what it's saying. Noah uh, shared the other night at the baptism uh, a little saying that just a warning to you all who have not come to the Lord if you don't know Jesus. He shared a phrase. I don't know he shared all, but it, it goes, sin will take you farther than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay. And it'll make you pay more than you want to pay. That is the result of sin. It'll, sin is deceitful. I believe it's... A, I believe the closest word that we can use to describe sin, it is deception. It is deceitful. I think that's all I'm going to share on that. I would like to go on to the free gift and what Christ has done for man much more, right? Um. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. I would like to talk on how grace has abounded in our life. How grace, God has brought grace into our life and how, how he does it and his desire to do it in our life. <clears throat> I, would like, uh, I wrote down here, Jesus, a life of righteousness and obedience. You read so often in the scripture, where Jesus says, I came to do thy will. I came to, he came to do God's will. And that, that, is, that was his dependence upon, upon God. He came, it was his desire, and he did it. He overcame death and hell. He overcame every temptation that we're tempted with, he overcame. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be called the righteousness of God in him. <clears throat> Jesus, a life of righteousness and obedience. By the obedience of one, many shall be made righteous, it says. John 4, verse 34. I'm going to turn to that. I'm going to read through the gospel some of how what uh, Christ has done and his righteousness. <clears throat> John 4, verse 34. Jesus said, my meat... They came, the disciples come to him and he said that they told him to eat. He said, Master, eat. But he said, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore, said the disciples one to another, hath any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus saith unto him, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. My meat is to do the will of God. I want to get. I want us to get a, a, a high, a high picture, a great picture of really what Christ has done for us, and how His response was to mankind, and how His response was to His Father in heaven. He says, "My meat." I believe you see, He could say, "My, my whole life is given here to do the will of my Father, the one who sent me to finish the work." <clears throat> John 5, 
verses nine, starting on verse 19. <clears throat> Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For whatsoever he, what, what, what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these, that you may marvel. For as the Father raiseth up the dead, and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. <clears throat> For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which sent him. God's heart for mankind today is that we honor Jesus, that we honor the Son. Does it not say in Corinthians, who is our head? Christ is the head of man. His heart is that we honor Jesus. We honor him with our life. We honor him with our families. We honor him in our work life. Wherever we are, we honor Jesus. He says that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which hath sent him. Do you ever talk to people? Don't talk about God. But it's pretty hard for them to talk about Jesus. You know, and that's, we can't come to God without Jesus Christ. We, we come to him. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by him. No man. God's will for us is that we honor his son. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, <clears throat> and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Have you heard? Have we heard the voice? Has, has God spoken to our hearts? Have you heard the voice of God? It says they that it's not talking about literal death, a physical death. It's talking about a spiritual awakening. They that hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. <clears throat> For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. And hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. <clears throat> then Jesus says, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which sent. Jesus came to do the will of the Father. And 
He says, my judgment is just because I seek to do not mine own will, but the will of the Father. That's why his judgments were just. <clears throat> if we want to move on, on, on to, uh, I'm going to read just a couple more verses. I'm sorry. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesseth of me is true. Ye sent unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say that you might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light, and you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. The righteousness of Christ, the will that he come to do the Father's will, and he says, the works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. <clears throat> On over to John 6, I'm going to read several verses, uh, 30, verses 35 and 40, uh, through 40. John 6, verses 35 through 40. <clears throat> And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth in me shall never thirst. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. You know, if we've come to the Lord and we're walking with the Lord, you know, there's times when it seems like we can be drawn to the things of this life. <clears throat> But you know, very quickly, when we are drawn to those things, we understand, we know very quickly that they are so temporal. Jesus said, he that cometh to me shall never hunger. We don't hunger for the things of this life. Jesus said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. He says, for they shall be filled. Nothing satisfies a Christian other than the, 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 the righteousness of Christ. There's no satisfaction in the believer's life. <clears throat> There's no, no fulfilling, I should say. He that believeth in me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me, shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that all of all that <clears throat> which, is, which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So can we get a picture of the satisfaction that the Father has in the Son. Jesus says all through the Gospels, I come to do thy will. I come to do thy will. <clears throat> if we want to turn to uh, Hebrews 10, verses 5 through 10, you don't have to follow with me, I, I'm going to turn to it. <clears throat> Hebrews 10.
Hebrews 10, verse, 10 verses 5 through 10. <clears throat> it says, Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. And burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written, Of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he saith, Sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings and offerings for sin thou wouldest not. You know, think of the many, the, down through the ages, the many things that were offered the sacrifices that were offered to God, there was no pleasure. There was no, God, God was never satisfied with that. It was a temporal thing, like a, maybe, maybe it was a, a release or a, a little bit of a, a re- relieving the conscience of man, right? There could not have been any, any lasting uh, forgiveness in those sacrifices. It was all, because they continually had to do it. Jesus, by one, one sin offering, forever sat down at the right hand of God. There will never be another offering <clears throat> which are offered by the law, it says. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first so that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Them are some precious words. Um, I think Andy shared about how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation. You know, can you imagine the thoughts that God, God thinks upon mankind that has been saved, man that has come to the Lord and repented and believed and he does with his birthright what Esau did. I appreciated your thoughts, Andy. But Esau had a very little value. He put very little value upon his birthright. He sold it. And I, we can sell out cheap too, can't we? Amen. So yeah, I appreciated those verses. <clears throat> it's not a small thing. Do we want, you know, God, God was pleased with the offering of Jesus Christ. He was righteous. He forever sat down at the right hand of God. He makes intercession for his people. God demands, God's word says, I am holy, be ye holy. Do we want the righteousness of God? God, there is no, not one sin will enter there. God is righteous. God is holy. Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 13. If you want to turn to them, you can. Twenty-nine verses eleven through thirteen. Many Indians may know these verses. He says, "For I know the thoughts." This is God. What he's he's telling his people. 
that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. <clears throat> and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall, so, shall search for me with all your heart. That is what God is looking for. We want the righteousness of Christ imputed to our lives. Remember, remember what I read, what imputed means? It is ascribe righteousness or guilt to someone by virtue of another. Christ's righteousness is ascribed to us. It's by his, what he has done. It's not what we have done. It's ascribed to us by another. We can't attain it. We can't earn it. It is only through what Christ has done for us that we have that. I'm going to read just a bit in uh, Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. <clears throat> Verse 10 says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul and suffer an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, why divide him a portion with the great? And he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul into death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many and made the intercession for transgressors. That's what God provided for our, for our salvation. <clears throat> that was the free gift that we were talking about here in Romans 5 that by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life what does the free gift mean to you are we neglecting it today are we hungering and thirsting thirsting after righteousness today only those who hunger and thirst are going to be filled Jesus said that's a blessed condition. And I believe we failed the Lord in that way many times. And we don't have to, but I think the, the, the cares, Jesus even warned us about the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches. They, they do terrible things. They make us barren. They, 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 they make us dry. <clears throat> but he said, blessed are you if you hunger and thirst after righteousness. You shall be filled Jesus said, we read about the righteousness of one, the free gift that come upon all men. <clears throat> Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. 
He said, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest into your souls. Come. Jesus says, come. The free gift is available. It has been made. <clears throat> we read the verses in John 6, I think. Jesus said, he that cometh to me, I will in no ways cast out. That's a promise from God. He that comes to Jesus. If you have not come to Jesus this morning, come. He will in no ways cast you out. He's, he's waiting. We, we sing the song this morning, the gate that stands ajar. I remember maybe 15, 20 years ago that we used to sing that song. It was precious. It's still precious. The gate is still open today. Will you come? Will you enter the gate? Jesus is the gate. Jesus is the door. He is a good shepherd. <clears throat> he didn't come to condemn the world, but he came that the world through him might be saved. He came to do the will of the Father. <clears throat> he revealed the Father's heart. We talk about the mercy of the Lord. He said, I come to do the will of my Father. He gave himself. <clears throat> that was God's will. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus said his last words in this earth, in this world, before he died, he said, it is finished. What will you do with Jesus today? What will you do with him? Will you receive his righteousness? If you do not, God is holy. We read these verses by one man. Will you agree with God? By one man, sin came into this world. And death by sin, separation of God. There's no way to God except through Jesus Christ. Will you come to him? If you have come to Jesus, I encourage you to continue to do so. God is good. <clears throat> That's all I have. I was encouraged by the, the, the chapter there. God bless each of you. I was going to have my family come up and we was going to sing a song. So if they want to do that now, we, they can come up.